0: Hello, all. This is Blonde-haired Girl. It's pretty early in the morning, and I actually woke up thinking about something. I this isn't what I want to talk about in this podcast, but I wanted to just say this. Um, I had woken up, and I was. I've I've been doing some pretty heavy imagination not like in the word heavy but like in the word of been spending hours i'm um, creating through my imagination scenarios in my in my head. it's been like absolutely delicious i mean it has been amazing and i i've experienced some weird shifts in reality in the last in it's it's just been magical. But one of the things that, that I woke up just you know a little bit ago thinking about was this idea of telepathy. And and I I think it would be really challenging to be telepathic like truly telepathic in the sense that people just have thoughts they just have thoughts but there's no there's no judgment around it there's no there's no you know and some like it would i just like think it would be a shame or like it's sad not a shame but like sad if somebody were to make judgments about something based on some random thought that they had in a in a moment of you know <laughs> where they were just taken off guard it was just a thought that i had i had told you all in a previous previous podcast that i I had met somebody a long time ago and I knew he was telepathic. Like the guy could actually read my thoughts word for word. <laughs> and I know that there are people who can do that. I, I'm i actually not that, I don't have that skill, but I. I can kind of read people like, there's somebody that I'm working with that I'm really concerned about her level of trauma. I, I work with a lot of people with trauma, but this particular person, I believe, has a lot of trauma, and I think that it gets stuck in her body, and, and she has physical illness because of all this trauma in her life. And something had happened and she was describing it. And, and near the end of the episode, I had, but she had just kind of moved on from it. Like already, like, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that anybody ever wallow in anything, you know, just like stay there for extended periods of time. But I think if we just skip past something, if we skip past you know, and we don't take a minute to address this thing. You know, it's like if you're bleeding out and you don't look at it and and address it head it, head on, just face it. You know, it could it could really get out of hand, and this person already has a lot of trauma. But and so I had said to her. I said, you know, I said, I'm not really wanting you to stay there, but it's like, I really think you need to look at this. And, and she started to, to weep, like not, not excessively, but just like, it was like tears could not just like went down her face. Like she couldn't not cry with what I was saying. And I said, oh, maybe you're afraid if you go there, you'll get stuck and never come out. And I'm like, and I don't know how much of, of what I say to people is spot on and what, how much isn't. Like, I don't know. But based on her reaction, I said, I guess you just have to do what you have to do to get through right now. You know, maybe she can't look at it right now, but um, I hope that someday she is able to. But. What I really wanted to talk about in this podcast is, so a friend of mine that I feel really certain is never going to listen to this, to this, (laughs) this podcast, she's, um, she's one of those that I, that I, I have like my private life and like most people in my life have no idea what I'm actually doing, you know, they just have no idea. I'm. They have no idea what my life is about. She's one of them, um. <laughs> um and I, we had had kind of a, for lack of a better term, we had a falling out on Facebook. It it wasn't like huge. It's just that I just couldn't, um, with her like fascination with Donald Trump as president and I it it just like I just couldn't I couldn't go there with her I, I I'm I, and I am still remaining in my thoughts and, and beliefs about this thing I I have people and I stuff even comes up on in my social media where he's campaigning still, he's like having these rallies, and people, you know, supposedly just love him. It's not that I don't want people to love him as a person, that's not what I'm talking about. It's I can't get past his character, I can't get past what I perceive to be his character is like the term arrogance comes to mind for me. I, and it's not that I wish any ill on him. That's not, you know, I just, I just did not admire him as the president. I don't. The other thing that I find absolutely fascinating, just fascinating, is my... Republican friends stating that they believe that if he were still president that this war wouldn't be going on in the Ukraine and I don't know how to describe this but it just makes me like and and them saying, you know, that he would be hard on Russia, which is utter BS. I'm sorry, I, I saw how this thing went down. I saw that he he had Putin in the White House. Putin came to the White House under Donald Trump. So it's like, I don't want to hear people tell me, try to tell me that somehow he wasn't, like that guy was not endorsing Donald Trump and they were not in cahoots that they were not comrades everything that that Trump did and shunning you know Ru- the leader of Russia Merkel he shunned that woman i watched it in real time wouldn't shake her hand um and just doing like trying to get out of the u the un the united nations now some of this i i don't know like to be honest all of it i don't know i don't really know what's going on we don't really know what is going on but especially in this whatever this is going on in the ukraine i i don't know what's going on i do know that they have been bombing Russia has been bombing the Ukraine for years and was bombing the Ukraine under, under Donald Trump. We don't know what was going on. It's only now that it, the world is finding out. I mean, I don't even know how much of the footage is from now. I mean, some of the footage that they're showing us could have been from years ago for all we know. So anyway, my friend and I, because she had this massive fascination or, you know, which a lot of my, my fundamental, my Christian, I guess I could, I'll just call them Christians, but you understand they read the Bible every day. And, um, and a lot of my friends that are Christians liked Donald Trump. Like, nearly all of them that liked him were Christians, this type of Christian. So, it made me wonder if this wasn't coming also from the pulpit, that the ministers weren't all talking about it, and partially on the idea of abortion. Um, Which, I, I watched this thing years ago, which was how they started to get Republican voters, probably including my parents. Because my parents were both Republican. Well, my dad was a lot more Republican than my mom. And And I think that my parents were probably more Democratic by nature, but voted Republican on a single issue, and that was the issue of abortion. this is, I've, I've really gone off, off my, my topic here. Um, but so I'm just trying to tell you that I had this, I, I just, I just like unfollowed her. I didn't unfriend her, but I unfollowed her. I may have even unfriended her on Facebook. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't entertain. Like, so when people post these, what I call absurdities, um, I can't, I can't have that in my, I just don't want to see it. And so sometimes I have to, like, hide them. I might not unfollow them or unfriend them, but I have to hide them. Because I just, I can't hear it. I just can't. I, um, it's not something that I want in my, in my, um, I don't want to hear about that. So, but this was a dear friend of mine, and I have her on Instagram, too, and, I, and I've known her for a very long time, and she was my, my youngest child's preschool teacher, and I remember verbatim that she taught him how to, like, how to swing on a swing, like how to pump on a swing so that she didn't have to push him in, in preschool. Um she was a very skilled. I actually worked with her briefly in a classroom. She was a very skilled preschool teacher and um and so so we had this falling out but and she her mother was a fascinating woman um my friend had lost her husband her her husband had passed away and her dad had passed away and she took care of her mother so this would have been for like I would have known her for like 15 years I've known her for 15 years and she she has taken care of her mother all of this time and I remember when I first met her she told me that my mom is so depressed and I'm afraid she might die and I, her mother bounced back and lived, you know, another f- 15 years. But her mother did pass away. in January, I saw it on, on Instagram, and I, I contacted my friend and we had lunch. And over the weekend, they had the celebration of her life. So I go. Go to the celebration of her life. I wasn't really sure exactly what to expect, but it was actually a little bit. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It's just that I didn't agree with seventy five percent of what they said, <laughs> and some of the some of what they said they said over and over again. So that's why it kind of added up to seventy five percent that I just didn't agree and I didn't know what to do with the fact that I didn't agree. I just didn't I I was like, okay, do I do I walk off? Do I like what do I do? Uh so I just sat there politely and listened and um and attempted to be a beacon of love. So, I'm going to tell you what I didn't agree with so these are are Christians that believe in the Bible, so I guess maybe that is synonymous um So I guess as a Christian, you have to believe in the Bible, and I'm not sure exactly to what degree because it wasn't in the history of Christianity it's been a pretty new thing that there's been a Bible on the hands of every Christian. Who is able to open up the Bible and interpret it the way that they want, thus leading to a massive amounts of different denominations of Christianity. <laughs> and so, you know, and I say in the very unpopular thing, that the worst thing that ever happened to Christianity was the private interpretation of the Bible. Um, and I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it's just something that I always have thought to have, you know, open up the book, you know, and their interpretation. Um, And so basically the first thing that they said that I was that she's, this isn't our home. He said, this isn't our home, that, that our home is with God. You know, and God is far away. God is up there. God isn't here. God is, you know, up there. And then my my little bratty side comes out right now, and I say, okay, well, that's not necessarily even true in the sense of what Jesus said, that God is the vine and we are the branches. That would That would mean that God is, we are all, together, together with God, that God is the greater thing and we are part of that. So that would, that doesn't make sense that this isn't where we're supposed to be. Then why are we here? and then they then there's people, and i I don't even know if this is like such a thing in Christianity, which sounds weird that I wouldn't know, but like what so we're here just to learn lessons, like why are we here if that's our home? so I'm not suggesting that when we're when we're when we leave our body that we don't go to another place another adventure but that is as much our home as this is this is our home while we're here perhaps we are vacationing on earth not learning lessons we're here to experience what it feels like to live on this planet and it's a gift it's a gift it's a gift that my friend and her mother had each other it's a gift so this is where I was split like and I and I always do this thing and I don't tell you guys in in the right timing but I have thought about officiating funerals I don't want to officiate weddings I want to officiate funerals and this is something that I would never say unless like unless like they the family was like absolutely hell-bent on me you know saying such a thing I would never say that ever When you're here, you are with the Lord. And when you are there, you are with the Lord. You are always with the Lord. Always. And Jesus said that. I will never leave you. Even though I'm leaving you in my body, I will never leave you. Hey. Then they started to talk about, about hell. I mean, they didn't like explicitly say hell, but they, they kind of did. And they started to do this altar call. And I felt like when this guy was talking about it, it was looking straight at me, but perhaps he wasn't. I was just perceiving that to be, but it was almost as if he was looking straight at me. And I knew, I know, I don't live my life. I don't live my life the way they live their life. I don't use their lingo. I am not a Christian the way they're a Christian. I do not believe in the tenets of the Christian church. <clears throat> and so, so, you know... And 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 I have to also admit this that he he talked about his lifestyle that it was his lifestyle that kept him from God. He was basically carousing with women and, and drinking and drugging and he, the way he was living his life. And then he turned his life around and he ended up becoming a minister. And so so I say like. So it's based on what we do and not based on what God does. It's not based on the love of God. It's based on us, our choice to turn to God and change our life. There, there There's so many things that I just fundamentally did not agree with in this. You know, and I and I've had this like many this is part of the reason why I don't go to things like this or I don't go to this type of church, like ever. Because I don't believe in this. And then and then this feeling, you know, you know, and I've actually had ministers like take me aside and have you accepted Jesus as your savior? And I laugh and I say many times Many times I have. I have, it seems like my entire life, I really tried to, I was a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. And I tried to live a good life. I tried to do, to hold to the tenets of the Catholic Church. I did. And I didn't see this massive difference that other people did between Christianity and Catholicism. Like some people think that, that Catholics are not Christians. It's like, whatever. So I tried to have my works match my faith. But, at some point, I started to really get disillusioned. I mean, I think that it was actually when i really when I left the catholic church it was it was for this reason. Well, I may have left the Catholic Church anyway, but <clears throat> I got a letter of an annulment my first my first husband annulled our marriage when I got the the letter of annulment, it basically said. They granted him an annulment based on my mental capacity to marry. Stating that I didn't have the mental capacity to marry. They never spoke to me. They never spoke to me. They never asked me. Like, they never interviewed me. I guess they just listened to him. I guess he had the money to pay for an annulment. And that was when I left. Because I was... I really considered myself more Catholic than he was. You know, with two children. and, and And not stating whatsoever the events that led to the divorce in the first place. So I just thought, this is just a complete... Sham. This is ridiculous. And I left. I never went back. I mean, I never went back. I mean, I go to masses sometimes. But I never prac I was never a practicing Catholic after that. <clears throat> Besides the fact that I at some point I was completely traumatized by Jesus on the cross in every Catholic, practically every Catholic church that I ever went into, Jesus and the thorns and the blood and torture. It's like, do people really, like, I think we get so um, desensitized to, to like what that really means and so I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, and then I have this, you know, so I start studying by, by different, and I, and I just, I guess in some ways leave Christianity altogether, except for I believe completely in the actual teachings of Jesus, what I perceive to be the teachings of Jesus, so I guess I'm being a, picker and chooser of what I choose to focus on in scripture. I don't read scripture every day. I don't live my life by scripture, but I, there are some biblical phrases that have have had lasting value in my life. And so, and so That. And they were suggest they were they were making this suggestion. well she was ready to go home I don't know just and I walked away thinking that that if I ever did officiate which I think it would be I would love to officiate funerals I've had losses in my own life and I would absolutely love to. Be able to support people. And and when I was sitting at this, I was like, I really, I actually consider myself a minister, which this is like really weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? I, I, I consider myself a minister. It's like a minister of what? A minister of God. And And I, and I feel like I minister to people like in my work, I'm like ministering to them. And and part of that is this desire for them to be happy. It's like, I don't have this desire, like for them to make, you know, like I really, my desire for them is to be happy wherever they are whether they're here or whether they're there, like wherever, to learn to have peace within ourselves. It's like a minister of happiness. Seeing that this life is a gift. It's like, this is a really cool place to be with so much possibility. And then to just be with God, wherever we are, to experience the love of God. You don't have to die to experience the love of God. It's just the allowing. I make, I make, um, I'm always in this philosophy you know I was trying to figure this out because I know I know there's there's evil in this world I know that I know that I just don't live there but I was trying to figure this out because like if if God is love and there is no place that God isn't then there cannot be a place that is absolutely void of love there just can't seems like everybody like even somebody who is who behaves in an evil way loves something they love something even if it's just chocolate I'm not saying that chocolate is evil <laughs> but what i realized was that it is the degree of love and the allowing, it's like allowing, it's like, and I think this came from Jesus where he talked about the sun. It's like the sun shines on everyone, it doesn't just shine on some people. God's love does not just come down to some people. And this is why I argue that I don't believe that God has favorites. I don't. As a. As a human, I have three children. It would be morally reprehensible for me to love one of them more than the rest. We like to think of ourselves as somehow being favored by God. God loves me more than that person. And it's ridiculous. All of it is ridiculous. These are all human attributes. This is not God. God is not human. Some of these absurdities, these ideas that we get, I I just, but we are, we are just human and we have these attributes and, and then we put them on God, which I think is like, I think that is the heresy. To put the idea that God is angry, that God is jealous, I think that is heresy, not the opposite the things i say people think the things i say are heresy or i think they would think that the things i say are are heresy and it's like, and i don't know what to say about it because i know it sounds like like i'm i don't know maybe in prosperity ministry of some sort where i'm you know I'm only focused on the positive and I I guess I am. I don't believe that God like God smites people in our honor, you know, that person done us wrong so God's going to somehow punish them. They're getting theirs. I don't believe in that. I don't I don't think God and and part of the reason why I don't is because I see that some people who it would appear deserve to be punished or not punished? So this is part of the reason why I don't believe in, in like this idea of karma or So it was a really strange um, time for me. I, I was really glad that I was there to support my friend, because that's what I do. I I try to support my friends and I and I be there for the people in my life. And I just really love her a lot, my friend, even though <laughs> even with our differences. I just love her. And I loved her mom. Her mom was um was just she was always smiling and always dancing and she was so spicy. She was she was a a Puerto Rican. And so she was really animated. And uh and and I I really loved her. And um I'm sad that she's that she's my friend has lost her mother. The weird part is, you know, cuz I saw her before her mom passed and I I just had this feeling that this time her mom my her mom might actually pass. And I let her know that my mom had passed away last year, early last year. I mean, in August of last year. And, and this was like a really, really strange thing that happened was when I went to this thing, they gave us like her obituary and she was born the same day as my mom. Not the same year, but the same day. And I thought that was so strange. <laughs> I was like, what? And I sat there and I actually started to cry. I was grieving a little bit the loss of my own mother. I really have missed my mom. I've missed her a lot. I, I, um, I knew that I was going to miss her, but I I just have these moments where I just honestly I cannot believe she's not here in physical form. This is one of the parts about life that I just don't understand. I know there's a reason for it, but I don't understand it. And I think I think this is actually based on our beliefs. I don't know why it is that we come here for a period of time and then we leave. And the people in our life are without us for a period of time until they go into non-physical. I don't I don't know what all this is. I, I don't know what it's all about. It's a mystery. I mean I I I try to speculate, but I mean it's all speculation. I mean I don't know. And I don't know a part of it isn't just because we, we have the circuitry, but I mean, it would be, you know, people who have lost their loved ones to passing and not being able to see them in their physical form is really challenging. It's, um, it's like, so that even if we could see them in their physical form, not being able to like, like touch them, not being in the same dimension, it's, it's just, it is just hard. It's just hard. I'm just going to admit that. And so I knew that my friend was, you know, it was going to be, um, and she did great and it was beautiful. And I'm glad that I got to attend, but (laughs) I didn't agree. And I didn't say that I didn't agree. I didn't get up and walk out. I didn't, you know, I stayed for the celebration of life and then I had to, to leave. But apparently there was a lot of dancing afterward that I, um, that i didn't that i didn 't stay for but <clears throat> anyway I appreciate you all listening, and I will be back with other ideas and that 's a wrap